Hi everyone, it's Audrey here and I'm so excited for today's episode on Sportive AF. Today we have on the wonderful and incredible Maria Kareva. If you don't know her already or haven't listened to our previous podcast episode, I suggest you go have a listen. She is absolutely incredible and really paving the way for the future in ballet and our generation today. If you guys haven't already, please follow at Sportive AF and also at Mara Chok on Instagram. We really hope you enjoy today's podcast and without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, hello everyone. I'm so happy to have on the beautiful Maria Kareva today on our podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here and to get together to talk with Audrey, with the beautiful lady she is. And yeah, I'm happy to chat with all of you guys. So, yay. Yay, we're so excited. And if anyone doesn't know, this is Maria's second time on the podcast. She is definitely our most asked for guest. I mean, it's no wonder she is amazing and definitely one of our generation's best ballet dancers but I'd love for you to start maybe for anyone who didn't listen to the previous episode just give us a little uh, if you can shorten your career so far into who you are what you're doing and yeah well Audrey you've just flattered me so much (laughs) I'm like really you know blushing right now inside and yeah like thank you so much it's it means a lot but yeah, like basically right now I'm dancing at the Marinsky Theater. I've been studying in Paganova for eight years. And now it's my fifth official year as a soloist with the Marinsky Theater. Currently I'm a first soloist. Amazing. So. Amazing work. It's so incredible. And how's it going? What you're doing, some of the roles you've dreamed of, I see. All right. Yeah, well... To be honest, like I'm so honored to live this life that I never could have dreamed of, you know, like really dancing Nikia, Kitri and like Aurora, Raimonda and all of these incredible characters. It's it's, of course, challenging, but at the same time, it's so fulfilling and so, um, you know, otherworldly. So, yeah. But of course, it brings up a lot of the challenges and a lot of the stuff to work on. And, you know, it's kind of a responsibility, of course. And during the the, the first few years, the responsibility doesn't hit as hard, but then it starts hitting. And then it's when the real stuff starts happening. So I would say that right now I'm a lot more realistic about my career and, you know, more experienced and it brings me a lot of um you know confidence in a way um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm feeling good where i'm at right now but i'm always striving to do better and better hopefully definitely no you have such a strong mindset and i think that's one of the one of there's many but one of the most brilliant things about you how can you give us some tips on like how you developed this mindset, anything you do maybe in your daily routine that helps you keep this this self-discipline because, you know, motivation comes and goes and inspiration, but you always have this self-discipline which gets you up and 
and keeps you striving for more? Right. It's the most difficult thing for me, definitely, to keep, you know, because obviously everyone knows it's associated with pain. It's associated with constantly doubting yourself. It's always, you know, you can do better. Can you do better? How much can you do during today's rehearsal not to overuse your body, especially like, you know, um, to prevent the injuries and to know, to really get to know yourself. How is it going to be better to prepare the role to, you know, jump full on every day and then be exhausted towards the performance or not rehearse at all? It all takes a lot of experience to know, Ooh. like, you should do it. But the mindset is definitely the most powerful thing, yet the most difficult thing to maintain for me personally. I think for everyone, actually, in every profession. Yeah. And yeah, but I guess nowadays, I think we're lucky because like on the internet, there are so many incredible people who are doing insane things and who are also the the kindest personalities and yeah. who are able to open up to show their true inner self to show their true souls to the audience you know so i'm kind of inspired by a lot of other dancers ballet dancers obviously by a lot of you know performers from k-pop as you probably know <laughs> yes. Like, I take a lot of inspiration, like, really, because I know that there are people my age, also young, and super hardworking. So, like, I do feel enjoyment supporting them and seeing how they develop and seeing that they do amazing things. Like, look at their synchronization on stage. Look at yeah. their vocal skills. And all of these skills, I just know how much work it takes. So... I don't know, just for me, following the stories of other people. But yeah, and also I'm really lucky to have my very, very supportive family. Mm. My sister, who's also now at the Marinsky, she's Amazing. great support. And she's I, I could not have wished for a better person in my life. I'm, I, I think <laughs> I don't deserve her, really. <gasps> and yeah, my parents, who are always in contact with me and who come to um, all of my performances which I, I take so much energy from them. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I, I really love uh, what you said about like, you know, taking, not not taking, but, you know, being inspired by different people. And, and do you feel that that also gives you a sense of motivation and all of those absolutely, feelings? Absolutely, absolutely. Just right now, just today, I was watching the interview of uh, several performers and they were talking about how their career started with rehearsing in a um, rehearsal studio in a basement where the ceiling was so low that they could not even like jump. <laughs> and then they turned out to be the most, the, the best selling, like the international superstars. I'm talking oh. about BTS, of yes, course. Yes. And yeah, it, it's like their career, you can hate them, you can love them. There is a lot of controversy controversy about them of course they're not perfect but no one is and but um their story is actually like it made me even tear up a little bit yeah. because it's so you know the stories of success is something that really motivates oh, me same me. I'm I'm exactly the same I mean I find myself just watching the stories of how people got started and, and it's stories like that where 
you know, they, they really started with such minimal resources and, and now look at them, like they are absolutely unstoppable. Right. And there's also this thing like, um, you know, about the, for example, dancers, like writers or composers of the past, for example, like Tchaikovsky. Yeah. It's it's another very um, nice thing to think about when facing the hate and facing yeah. some you know, negativity. Because like, if you think about that, he was not like no one wrote positive uh, articles no. about him. Like literally no one, everyone was hating on them. How could he still be alive and writing this genius music that yeah. is all over the world now and living for, for hundreds of years? So yes. it's like, you know, all about these strong individuals who yes revolutions at their own time. So it's really incredible. Exactly. And not not you know, caving into that hatred that, you know, and really like he was so ahead of, all of these people are so ahead of their time and, and you know, it's it's normal, I guess, for small-minded people or to, to attack that because it's different and um, out of the box. So what what do you do if you ever get some messages or maybe comments that aren't particularly that that kind? How do you deal with that? Well, it, it, it's always different for each occasion, I guess, because they always make their way to, you know, make the nastiest comment and to trigger that exact point, which is the yep. most painful. But I guess I've grown a little bit more indifferent to them in a way that I discovered a lot more things about myself I now really know more about who I am and who I want to be. Mm. So that really helps, you know, trying to judge objectively what you're capable of and what your strong points are and what your weak points are. And, you know, always trying to build off of the strong points because like yes. you're always going to be there. Of course, we should work on our like fifth position. Hell yeah. But at the same oh, time, yeah. like... Audience is not really there at the end of the day, is not really there for the fifth position. So no. it's okay that people comment about like some um, weird things. But at the end of the day, it's what impression the audience gets and how um, you are able to express your own individuality. Because you are only you if you're going to mm. try to be someone else, try to pretend to do something that you're not. Like, it's not going to shoot. It's not going to um, be a bright performance. So if someone is not into you, they're not going to like your dancing. And it's the only way to be, like, unapologetically you, I feel like, for, for me. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's such I good advice. I understand that a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and through the self-discovery, as you said, you know, maturing, more experience all over helps so much and definitely I think that's such a good point for people to remember like building on your strong points you know really being confident about them and also like ballet is an art not everyone's going to like every sure. you know everyone has different tastes to to the certain dance that they like and and all of that do you agree absolutely mm. yeah like um 
especially looking at so I've been visiting a lot of uh, drama theaters lately Ah. uh, yeah so over the course of the last few months I visited many 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 performances Wow. and like for drama theater it's even more subjective I guess than Mm. for ballet because in ballet we have like uh, especially in classical ballet right Yes. we have like, very fixed technique and we have the right way to perform certain variations but in like new creations for drama theaters it's super subjective and knowing how some people really appreciate the um, certain play and how I for example didn't like it or vice versa it's really liberating in a way that um, you should do what you trust in and Of course, there have been many incredible examples of the past of ballerinas dancing. Um, I have many icons. I have many idols uh, Yes. in uh, you know ballerinas of the past, and it's amazing that we have these resources to learn um, watching their videos, right? But I'm just, you know, I guess we have to. To be able to succeed in ballet, we have to have a little bit wider of a mindset, if you know what I mean. Like, you need to know more about life in general to understand how to portray the role, like how to put the accents in the choreography even, and Mm -hmm. how to, you know, build the character, to build the interaction in between the characters on stage and all that stuff. So I guess... Everything matters. Like for the actors, all of the experience, it matters. For ballet dancers, I think it's the same. We need to be very read a lot, walk around like museums, theaters, all that stuff. And eat this life, you know, with our eyes, our feelings and get as many impressions as we can. So true. And like really learn to see what we enjoy and what we don't and... And, and find out all of those different perspectives. And I wanted to ask, what over the past, when did we last speak? Maybe it was one and a half, maybe even two years ago on Zoom. I think what has been the most memorable moment in your performances? If there's uh, one. <laughs> well... You know, I believe that my most memorable moment is yet to come. Yeah. It's like with experience comes much more understanding of what I'm mm-hmm. doing. And I feel like, you know, like every time I speak to someone, I feel like at this exact exact moment, this exact day, I'm just starting to discover myself. Yes. So I yes. guess... not to look at the past and the opportunities uh, or I mean the the moments that were incredible but to look forward for the future opportunities that's beautiful yeah that's so true so very true now I'll ask one question and then we'll go into some of your followers questions there are a million and so grateful thank you Maria's followers you are amazing Um, uh, but, thank I, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, what's your daily life looking like at the moment? Your daily rehearsal schedule, all of that. 
Yeah, well, it's super different, again, from day to day, because at the Mariinsky, it's very unstable. You don't have, like, a... Um, a normal. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, depending on the show. But I guess for me right now, it's basically right now, while I'm still trying to build my way into the normal dancer's life after my serious injury, which took me eight months off stage. And now, yeah, now I'm trying to start dancing normally oh, again, which takes a long time, obviously. Yes. So right now it's looking very kind of boring because it's like class, rehearsal, massage and go rest. Right. Yeah. It was kind of um, more versatile when I wasn't dancing because I was trying to, I was going to the lectures at Vaganova Academy to get my master's degree in methodology. I was going to lectures. Wow. Look at yeah. you. <laughs> it was really, nice. you know, again, discovering a lot of the details yeah. and discovering getting more knowledge, which was very, very helpful. Yeah. yeah. But right now I'm trying to, but, you know, like, at home while I'm resting, I'm trying to do many different interesting things. So like yes. reading, watching, like as I was telling you, like trying to get many impressions that are suitable for the role I'm preparing. Mm. So for example, like for Nikki, I was watching like Indian movies and I was reading wow. books on uh, not necessarily the Indian culture, but uh, I was reading, I don't know if you know about Thais, um there's ballet about ties right um i'm not familiar um, i i must do no, i don't know hopefully some of you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah but yeah it's um, super simple but at the same time it's not so simple because i'm mm. constantly doing some client work definitely and it seems like even though you're maybe not doing as many hours you're really like getting a lot of knowledge in your mind which will feed your mind and also your body and I think that's that's a really good important tip as well for anyone who's injured because even though maybe you can't do as much physically the knowledge is sometimes just as enriching absolutely absolutely 100 percent okay let's get into some of your fans and followers questions there's there's no particular order, so I it might be like so random, but let's just let's just dive random is out. nice. I love random. Okay, great. So, do you rediscover the roles every time you dance them? Absolutely, yeah, totally. Because, like, for me right now, it's not interesting to dance without really putting yourself into the role to just even let the slightest bit of the choreography be just choreography mm. I like to be the role because otherwise ballet is just so difficult mm. that yeah. it's like that there is no enjoyment in if you are not portraying the character if you are not living the life of someone else if you know what I mean like I don't know yeah. uh, it sounds kind of really weird as now <laughs> I'm saying it but like of course you're going to be super dead after dancing a part of and you can just dance and try to think about all of the perfect fifth positions and perfect periods 
But if you think that you're a Kitri, if you think that you're the Spanish girl just, you know, walking the streets of uh, Barcelona or Madrid or wherever, and suddenly it all starts uh, taking on new colors and even the purettes work better. So, yeah. And that's why every time, of course, I want to, as I grow, my characters grow with me, of course. And I want to want to continue doing that, to be rediscovering the role each time. Because each time I have something new in mind um, about myself and about my characters. And yeah, of course, it's a really interesting process to be doing something new every time and especially if you already danced this ballet many times it's really interesting to discover new details definitely I love that I think that's really beautiful what you do and next one what is something you're working on these days so these days I'm preparing for Don Quixote for Kitri yeah exciting yeah it's really like after the first rehearsal I had a few days ago, I was like, why did I forget that Kitri was my favorite role and that it's <laughs> like the best ballet ever? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's pen. so amazing. Yeah. It's so playful and you are really, because you don't have to really worry about being a ballerina all the time. You can be human. Because yes. she is human, she's not princess, she's not like a, um, a fairy. <laughs> yeah, at the temple, uh, which of course being princess and being like Bider from um, Nike from Bider is awesome, it's really wonderful and it's a whole different story. But at the same time, like I feel like in Don Quixote, I can be really myself, yes. I can be absolutely free. And I don't know, never could I ever imagine myself doing Don Quixote um many times and like you know dancing at galas if you asked me five years ago oh, Maria what uh, do you think you'd be dancing you'd be performing Kitri Act 3 part of the, uh, Don Quixote <laughs> I would have said of course no um, <laughs> yeah so I thought I'd be doing like adagio stuff but yeah. currently I really think that Kitri suits my personality and I want to be able to show that. I feel like Kitri mm-hmm. is really me in a way. So it's really exciting. Yeah, I love it. I think it really suits you as well. And and maybe like if you thought you would have been doing more adagios, the jumps and all of this is like it gives you a challenge, like which is probably hard to give yourself a challenge sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but it's, I really like that. I mm. really, even though I'm scared of challenges, honestly, yeah. but at the same time, it gives so much adrenaline. It yes. gives so much to the scale of life, like being, not even being done with a challenge, but really facing a challenge is yeah. something that, you know, brings you to another level. It almost like brings you, uh, takes you away from your life and makes you look at it from the side, which is super (laughs) weird, but really exciting. So true. It definitely like levels you up in life. Like every time you go through one of those scary, uncomfortable challenges. Yeah, 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 yeah. So coffee or tea? 
coffee of course 100 <laughs> yes, percent even though coffee i cannot sleep if i drink coffee <laughs> later than like 10 a.m i still do <laughs> and i still like you know uh, struggle with it a lot but i love coffee <laughs> yeah it's worth the struggle i feel <laughs> <laughs> Now, what do you think about the future in ballet? This is a very big question. And of course, just tell tell us from your perspective. But Yeah, it's a deep one. And it is also the thing that I've been thinking a lot during the recent months. I think that, like, let's be real, ballet is not really as famous as it was, as it used to be mm. during 20th century we all know these shows with tons oh, of fans. Yeah. huge huge shows ballet dancers being legends being the icons of everyone so it's not like this anymore but I feel like because you know world is changing so fast Ooh. it's changing in drastic ways we don't even realize that and I love ballet with my whole heart and I love classical ballet. And I wish that in the future I can, I can, you know, envision and really see how we can make, like, I hope to be able to see how the world is changing. I hope to, mm. hope to be able how to not necessarily adjust, but how to, uh, make ballet needed more in this world because I believe that ballet is needed. It is needed as art form to for people to see. It is needed as physical activity for people to do because I believe that you know ballet in moderation is the best thing you can do for your health. Yeah, and it's um like needed for um many things and it's like for aesthetics for discipline and for, yeah, my for, for so many yeah. things so I hope that in the future well I'm building my knowledge to hopefully see that uh, someday see how can I help um, ballet to you know become something more I guess I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. I, I really agree with you. And I think definitely it's kind of our mission, you know, like kind of in the younger generation of, you know, going going up into our careers. And I think if, you know, a lot of us can try and make a difference and try and establish some more ways I mean it's so broad and there's so many different things but I think definitely there's room for improvement in this in this sector as well fingers crossed because I love belly so much yeah. <laughs> so I think definitely we will find ways of getting it out into the public more now the next question is what is your dream location to perform at Ooh. <laughs> I guess um, Paris Opera. Yeah. Yes, come to Paris, please. <laughs> yeah, Royal Opera House. Yeah. All the of Opera Dania is pretty in incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, that would be well, sensational. 
there are so many so many incredible venues but i guess yeah like probably two places uh london and paris will be yeah will, like i'll be on top of the world and screaming from the <laughs> top of my lungs like yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> now what what job would you do if ballet didn't exist at all like it wasn't uh, hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There isn't such an opportunity. I like I, I like get this question quite a lot, but every time I, I yeah, answer, there were a lot of people answered this question. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, it it's a weird question. Well, I get them, but uh, like, not really. Not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not an option, guys. Sorry, <laughs> not an option. Live in a world with ballet, thank God. But <laughs> now, oh, there's so many. How tall are you? Ah, it's a secret. It's it's a secret I don't really share with anyone. Okay. No. That's a secret for no one to know. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what do you want to do after ballet or maybe when you're getting older? Is there something you want to, you know, get into? Different different career paths as well. Yeah, um, well I guess like at the end of the day it comes natural every time but um i guess i'd want to try teaching or choreographing of course for sure but maybe not limit myself to to these things yeah uh, in particular so yeah but i i definitely want to try yeah definitely i think you'd be really great at that now i want to end with some overall advice for aspiring dancers out there listening I know there's many, many aspiring dancers that follow you, even not aspiring, even professionals who look up to you. So do you have any any advice for anyone out there listening? With advice, it's always difficult for me because I've made so many mistakes and <laughs> uh, we are not... Um, Mistakes still happen, of course, and everyone's so different. And everyone's path in ballet, especially, is so drastically different. Mm. Like so physical true. abilities, psychological, like mindset and stuff. It's absolutely like someone, if you tell someone to, um, you know, follow all of the corrections of their teachers, they someone could take it so seriously that it's you know really um creates too much. yeah too much and for someone you should really be telling this every day so i don't know i guess it just i would say definitely like watching old videos that's yes. my number one advice that's great I guess it's still even though sometimes it looks like the technique was really lower and not such good extensions, you know, and all that stuff, but it's really a source of wisdom for me. And, mm. but I guess also like watching a lot in general, not concentrating on ballet alone, because if you only just concentrate in ballet, you kind of lose the feeling yeah. of what it should look like. I guess I, I found myself at this place of really concentrating on ballet and not knowing how it should look like and how it looks for the audience, really, you know, trying to 
do the best for myself but then it's like really um very you know concentrated on yourself on your ego very egoistic uh yes. to dancing for yourself we should be dancing for the audience and audience sure. is not there for perfect technique is not there for some challenge you built for yourself but <laughs> yeah. it's there for a good performance and good yeah. performance consists of many many layers so i guess we all should be very very versatile and to really value the education value the self-education i guess that's what has been important for me and i guess for for young dancers that would be my advice that's really good advice i love it and well i always ask a question which i asked you last time but i don't think you'll remember your answer so what makes you feel most comfortable and confident in your skin oh <laughs> I really do not remember how I answered this question. No, I, I need to go back and listen, actually. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Most confident. Mm. I guess the partner. I guess um, it's weird because maybe it's not really that professional to to feel that way. But why not? It's it's when rehearsals go well, when we have good, you know, working colleague to colleague connection with my partner when I'm dancing the, the, the role, like the lead role yes. in the performance. It it's it's really a nice thing when that happens. And it's yeah, it what makes me feel I guess the most confident and the most free but also of course it's not always about the partner yes yeah. also you know we were just talking the other day with my sister that it's you cannot really guess because sometimes when you feel like the show is going to be rubbish when you're like oh the, the shoes are not comfortable <laughs> like i don't feel on my leg i didn't rehearse enough i didn't even i don't even know where the center is on the stage i didn't <laughs> i on stage and and then show turns out to be beautiful. Yeah. But if you prepared for weeks, if you think about everything, if you know about everything, and then suddenly like some um wardrobe malfunction with your hair happens and you start you you're like blacking out. So <laughs> it's theater, it's life, life situations. But yeah, I guess again knowing uh being in the moment being yeah. in the moment, being being yourself and you know building this during the rehearsal process building this connection between you and the character and really becoming and knowing that's that's going to happen on stage and really pushing yourself to be brave yeah um, if I tell myself to be brave if i tell myself to be free on stage then um I guess that should happen, <laughs> but it's not, uh, you know, 100% for sure. No, that's such good advice and I love it. Being brave is so important for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so, so much, Maria, for your time today. It was so good to catch up and chat again. Uh, thank you're you brilliant. so much to you, Audrey. It was really, really nice for me and, you know, to, to talk to you after many years. It's <laughs> like meeting uh, a friend again. Really, It really is. It warm. is. It's just like catching up once again. We picked up where we left off. <laughs> right, right, right.
So good. Well, thank you so much. And I hope everyone listening enjoyed as much as I did. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Audrey for creating this podcast. And I hope I wish good luck to your project. And yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Stay tuned for more and don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Thank you.